Hi, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about how generative artificial intelligence can bring your supply chain risk management program to the next level. I'm your host, Bill Coffin, and this is The Ethicast. Generative AI has dominated headlines as a transformative and disruptive technology. ChatGPT in particular became the talking point of 2023. And now, after the initial euphoria of discovery, organizations are trying to figure out how they can operationalize this technology. One area where generative AI could make a really big difference is in a field that hasn't been much discussed until now, supply chains. Whether it's summarizing the data privacy laws of various countries, assessing and prioritizing third-party risk, or creating tailored communications to third parties, generative AI has the potential to dramatically transform how organizations approach supply chain risk management. With us today to talk about this is Craig Moss. Craig is the Executive Vice President of Measurement at Ethisphere. He is also Director of the Digital Supply Chain Institute, Director Content at the Cyber Readiness Institute, and chair of the Licensing Executive Society's Committee for Developing an ANSI Global Standard for Intellectual Property Protection in the Supply Chain. Craig is also the author of the article, From Data to Decisions, now available in the winter issue of Ethisphere Magazine at magazine.ethisphere.com. Craig, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, Bill, it's great to be here. I'm really excited to, to be talking about generative AI with you. There is a difference between artificial intelligence and generative artificial intelligence. Can you talk about how artificial intelligence has already been used in the, in the discipline of supply chain risk management and why generative artificial intelligence may be such a dramatic step forward from there? Sure, sure. So, you know, despite all the buzz and the press, artificial intelligence or AI is really nothing new. It's been around for since really in the 50s and, and then it really grew rapidly in the 70s. There are a lot of components underneath the AI umbrella, natural language processing, optical recognition, machine learning. Gen AI is the new piece, and it's a really, really exciting and revolutionary piece, but it's still under the artificial intelligence umbrella. AI itself has been used as a crucial tool in supply chain management and risk management for a long time. So, inventory management, logistics, demand planning, artificial intelligence has been used in those ways in a long time. So what it does is it enables the organization to take all that data that they get and learn from it. And then the machine learning part is that then the, uh, the algorithms actually learn from the data, data and the results and get better over time. So with Gen AI, the new piece, is that they're using large language models. And it's a big leap forward because it kind of opens it up to allow people that are non-technical to be able to utilize artificial intelligence. One way to think about it is almost like the difference like web browsers. You know, anybody now can do a simple search using a web browser. Early, early, it took programming to be able to do a simple web search, no longer the case. And Gen AI is kind of opening it up for people in that way. So the interesting thing here for people is that how you uh, ask the question, it's called a prompt, and how you ask the question has a huge impact on the information that you get back. 
In fact, there's now a field called prompt engineers where people learn how to understand business situations and then be able to ask a question appropriately to get the kind of response that's going to be most useful. So that's a whole new field that's emerging from it. But basically, anybody now can go in and use chat GDP and ask a question and have Gen AI go to work and give them, give them a response. If we think about its application to a specific supply chain risk management, we did a lot of research in putting this article together. And what we found is that there's bits and pieces of things being done, but nobody's really doing all of it yet. And what I wanted to do in the article with my colleague Vivek Galani from the uh, Digital Supply Chain Institute was we wanted to start to look at what are some scenarios of how somebody could piece this together to really take advantage of Gen AI's power. And so the example, and I think you hit on it in the introduction a little bit there, is let's think about how Gen AI could be used in the full life cycle of managing a certain type of third-party risk. And we could pick any kind of risk. We could pick human rights violation. We could pick carbon uh, output risk. But let's talk about data privacy, okay? So one, Gen AI could summarize the data privacy law of a certain country that you're operating in. Then it could, you could use it to create a communication to the, all the companies that you work with in that country and actually alter the communication based on the type of data that they access or process for you. So that right, right there has already been a big time saver. But then you could go a step further and you could use Gen AI to start to draft contracts that are aligned with the laws and also your code of conduct related to data privacy and your expectations. Beyond that, so you've sent this stuff out to the third party, but then think about internally. You could use Gen AI to then take a complicated data privacy law or policy and simplify it to be able to use it to train your employees that deal with third parties. You then could go another step and actually then have training material created based on that simplified policy. It could include scenarios that are specific to that country and the kind of data that people are using in that situation. You then could go and actually do a board presentation and say, based on all that we've gone through so far, put together a one-page board presentation summarizing our data privacy policy and activity for third-party management in XYZ country. And then one of the final things here, the beauty of it would be, what if the law changes next year? You could use Gen AI to go back through the entire cycle and update everything based on a new law or a new change in the law. What are some of the risks or challenges with using generative AI in your supply chain risk management program? And are those issues universal to generative AI as a technology or just to the field of supply chain risk management? There's really two, two ways here. So one is, the, let's look at it from the Gen AI standpoint. So the quality and accuracy of the responses that you get is really heavily dependent on the quality of the training set that would data set that was used in training the AI and the prompt and the way the prompt was worded. And I mentioned the prompts before, but it's a fun experiment. If you go in and, and go in and use chat GTP or, or one of the other ones 
and ask three different questions, all getting at the same information. Just phrase it differently. You'll see that you get very, very different responses. So that's one thing that's really important. One of the challenges is that because of the deep neural networks that Gen AI is using, it's really difficult to understand how they're getting the responses and what data is being used to generate the response. So that creates a risk factor. And one of the risk factors here is that if there's misinformation in the data set, there will be misinformation in the response that you get. So for example, if there was an article in a certain country that mistakenly said that a certain company had a data breach or some kind of serious labor violations, your response is going to in integrate and include that inaccurate information. So that's a big risk factor here is understanding the risk is that the information that you get back is, is based on the information that, that is being utilized, which can include misinformation. So there's another new field that's coming out now. So it's interesting with new technologies, when they come out, all kinds of new subfields kind of emerge from it. So the thing that's coming out now is something called data lineage. And it's really an interesting thing. It's the whole idea of how do we process, how do we track the flow of data over time and provide a clear understanding of where the data orig originated, how it changed, and then how it came to me based on the prompt that I generated, that I used to generate it. And this idea of data lineage, it's something that I've been thinking about before it was actually called data lineage. I've been talking about this with people and I often use the analogy of water. So if you're sitting there in front of a computer screen and you get certain data, and this applies not just to Gen AI, but just in general with supply chain risk management and third-party risk, all these companies now have dashboards. And you're sitting there and on your dashboard, it's showing you certain kind of information. I find a lot of people in organizations have fancy dashboards and they don't always trust the information that's on the dashboard. So what they do is they call their friend or their buddy or they send them an email or a Slack and say, hey, tell me what you see. Tell me what you know. Send it to me on an Excel spreadsheet. So I got the fancy dashboard, but a lot of people still use Excel spreadsheets between people that they trust. So getting down with Gen AI, that becomes even more complicated. So the idea of water again, if I'm really, really thirsty and there's a glass of water in front of me, I will definitely drink it if I know the source of the water and have some kind of confidence that that water is clean and I'm not gonna get parasites I'm not gonna get sick from the water. So think about different situations you may have been in your life where you don't trust the water. Why don't you trust it when it's in the glass? Because you don't understand the source. You don't trust the source. You don't understand or trust the flow of it from the source into the glass. Same thing with data. And so I think here a challenge, a management challenge then becomes, how do we get people to trust the results of Gen AI? And that is really something that I think is going to become a management challenge um, is how do we build up that trust factor so that people do trust the results 
and are not suspicious of the source of the information, the source of the data, and the accuracy of the data. Ethics doesn't just happen. You need to put in the time. So make sure to register for the 15th Annual Global Ethics Summit, a live and virtual event in Atlanta, Georgia, from April 22nd through the 24th. Save $200 by using the code ETHICAST at registration. To learn more, visit attendges.com. What would you say are some of the critical success factors that organizations should strive for when operationalizing generative AI into their supply chain risk management programs? Yeah, so I think the first thing to think about is know what problem you're trying to solve. This is not just a gen AI thing. This is something with data and uh, large amounts of data across the board is start with the problem you're trying to solve. And then is gen AI the right tool to be able to solve it? That I think is a lot of people get lost by chasing the, the newest technology. And I think that's really a mistake. And especially with gen AI, because there are other, there are other risk factors from a governance standpoint, from an intellectual property protection standpoint, there are other risk factors with gen AI that I'm not gonna get into in this discussion. But the whole idea of governance of artificial intelligence and Gen AI is really an important issue. But is the output you're seeking language oriented? If it's language oriented, then that becomes kind of a natural use in terms of it for something like third party risk management. We talked about summarizing laws, shortening policies, creating training communications. These things become valuable. It becomes very valuable to be able to do those kind of things in an efficient way. The next thing is make sure that you're asking the right question. And this is where prompt engineering comes in. You need people that understand both the business issue, the problem you're trying to solve, but also would have some feel for how to ask it in a way that's going to get the best response. And don't be afraid to experiment with that. Like you said, ask two or three different ways of trying to get at the answer. Um, second, you do need to have sufficient controls in place to try to maintain data quality. And this is gonna require companies to orchestrate people, process, and technology. It's really part of a kind of the overall philosophy around information security or cybersecurity, people, process, and technology. So that becomes part of it too. And knowing where having is good an idea as possible as to where the data came from and the data set that was being utilized by the Gen AI. Third, it's really important to keep human experts in the decision-making loop today. You need to be able to monitor the results from Gen AI for what we'll call correctness. Is the response within a reasonable range of what I would expect to receive, right? So. If you don't have that ability to understand what is a reasonable response is, then you can get really, really inaccurate responses. So, you, and then related to that, and this is such a core thing throughout um, supply chain risk management, risk tolerance. So if we're not getting a perfect response, what is our tolerance for a partially right response? Okay, it might not have summarized the law perfectly, but if it's summarized at 90%, is that good? Are you willing to accept 80% or 70%? These are things that people need to be involved in. And this is part of management's job as you implement this. 
And then the final thing I'll say is that leading companies are clearly establishing cross-functional AI committees to oversee the use of Gen AI. And this is getting into the idea of transparency, fairness, and governance related to it, both in getting the responses, but also protecting company proprietary data in using generative AI. Because if you're putting data into the system, you need to make sure that it's in a corral and it's not going into the broader public uh, sources of data because you need to be careful that you're protecting your proprietary data. That becomes another key issue that I think companies need to be grappling with as they do this. For those who wish to make use of this technology, and this is the real big question of the episode, I think, where do they begin? How do you start to, to, to use this technology? Where do you go? Yeah, so we had, you know, we talked to a lot of companies in doing the research for the article, um, and we, including some people that were like chief information officers at multinationals, including a gentleman that was one of the pioneers of artificial intelligence at IBM, and really one of the pioneers of generative AI. Um, across the board, Everybody says, don't start with really broad projects that are designed to completely replace existing workflows. Start with a problem, start small, pick a problem, experiment related to how you can improve your supply chain risk management, focusing on things that are language-based. And in that data privacy example I gave you, there are a lot of little bits and pieces in there that really are language-based outputs that would be effective. It doesn't have to be data privacy. Like I said, it could be human rights in the supply chain. It could be DEI. It could be carbon reduction, energy consumption, anti-corruption, whatever it is, start small, start specific. That's really an important part to it. The other thing I think from the beginning is we want companies to be thinking about the idea of data lineage and quality. So as you start down this process, Think about that and kind of design that in from the start. And ultimately, your job as management is to use human experts to carefully define the problem, ask the right questions, know where the data came from, and then make the decision based on the AI outputs. At this point, we don't think that AI should be making the decisions. They should be giving you the information to enable you to make more decisions more rapidly. Well, Craig, this has been a fantastic conversation. Very much appreciate your insights on how to make use of generative AI in supply chain risk management. Thank you very much for joining us and for lending us your expertise on this. It's been my pleasure. I look forward to the next one, Bill. To learn more about this topic, please read Craig's article, From Data to Decisions, in the winter issue of Ethisphere Magazine, available now at magazine.ethisphere.com. And to learn more about the Digital Supply Chain Institute, visit dscinstitute.org. For additional resources on artificial intelligence, third-party risk management, and more, check out the Ethisphere Resource Center at ethisphere.com resources. I'm Bill Coffin, and this has been The Ethicast. For more episodes, please visit the Ethisphere YouTube channel at youtube.com ethisphere. And if this is your first time enjoying the show, please make sure to like and subscribe either on YouTube or on our podcasting platforms at Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon Music. Thanks so much for joining us. And until next time, remember, strong ethics is good business.